Welcome to episode number 93 of Sean's Support Show. Um, coming at you live from Los Angeles, California on Thursday, June 7, 2018 at 9-12 um, p.m. Pacific Time, 12-12 uh, a.m. Eastern. Uh, today I'm going to be covering the breaking news inside the world of sports. I'm also going to be giving my take on each topic. I'm also going to be covering the results of the Los Angeles sports teams and finally the 2018 French Open. So, the first thing I'm going to be reporting has to do with soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo's departure from Real Madrid is reportedly, quote, inevitable after he made an, quote, an irreversible decision to leave the Santiago Bernabeu. According to Portuguese newspaper record, a move to Italy, France, or England is possible because Ronaldo, who's 33 years old, has lost patience with Real, with, with, excuse me, with Real President Florentino Perez over his refusal to bring the forward salary in line with those of Lionel Messi and Neymar. Uh, it's reported Perez promised to, to do just that following the 2017 UEFA Champions League final, but has missed his, quote, last opportunity after meeting agent Jorge Mendes on Tuesday. Ronaldo's earnings are now eclipsed even by Alexis Sanchez's at Manchester United. He has won the Ballon d'Or the past two years, helped Real claim three Champions Leagues in a row, and has top, and has top scored in Europe's Premier League club uh, com- competition six seasons on the bounce. Record explained uh, that it is not so much the money that concerns Ronaldo, but, quote, the recognition of his status. Talk of Ronaldo's departure after nine years at Real has not come out of the blue. The Portugal international set tongues um, wagging after Real's 3-1 victory over Liverpool in the Champions League final in May, when he hinted his Baron career could be coming to an end, per Spanish football writer uh, Dermont Corrigan. So... Uh, if he were to force an exit, there would likely only be a handful of there would likely only be a handful of clubs um, who could af- afford him, as he has, as he still has three years remaining on his Real contract. PSG are an obvious candidate, as are Ronaldo's former club, Manchester United. So personally, I think that Ronaldo will leave Real Madrid. I just don't know where he's going to go. So now, uh, switching gears to the NBA. Um, and the New Orleans Pelicans specifically. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans announced they have agreed to a two-year contract extension with head coach Alvin Gentry on Thursday. Quote, we are thrilled to have Alvin as our head coach, said Pelicans GM Del Demps. He did a tremendous job last season. When we faced adversity, Alvin and his staff continually discovered ways to place this team in situations where we could be successful. I want to thank Ms. Mrs. Benson for her endless support and look forward to thinking to working with Alvin and his coaching staff as we strive to have uh, sustained success. The extension will take Gentry's deal through the 2020-21 season. Uh, in three years as the Pelicans head coach, Gentry is 112 and 134 with one playoff appearance. The, 60th, 30, the 63-year-old Gentry is coming off his best season with New Orleans. The Pelicans went 48-34 and 34 during the season and won a playoff series versus the Portland Trailblazers, a sweep no less, before falling to the Golden State Warriors in the second round in five games. Prior to joining the Pelicans in 2015, Gentry has extensive experience as an NBA head coach and assistant. He previously served as the head coach of the Miami Heat, Detroit Pistons, Los Angeles Clippers, and Phoenix Suns. During his head coaching career, Gentry is 447 and 504 with three playoff appearances in 15 seasons. His best performance came in 2009-10 uh, with the, when the Suns, when Phoenix reached the Western Conference Finals before um, falling to the Los Angeles Lakers in six games. In 2017-18, Gentry rode the hot hand of Anthony Davis to the postseason. 
He also received strong performances from Drew Holiday, Rajon Rondo, and Nikola Miritich, who was a midseason trade. The Miritich trade occurred after center DeMarcus Cousins was lost for the season with a torn Achilles, and New Orleans actually performed better without Cousins, which earned Gentry plenty of accolades. Cousins will hit free agency this offseason, and while a return to the Pelicans is possible, the fact that Gentry showed he was capable of winning without the All-Star likely contributed to the extension, and I think it did for sure. So I'm glad he got an extension, and I don't think Cousins will re-sign with the Pelicans. Now another NBA story, one that has to do with the NBA Finals. Uh, has to do with uh, Kevin Durant. A heckler outside the Golden State Warriors' team hotel got under Kevin Durant's skin on Wednesday night. Following the Warriors' 110-102 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 3 of the NBA Finals to take a 3-0 series lead, Durant was subject to some ver- uh, of some verbal barbs. Um, in a video courtesy of TMZ Sports, a heckler yelled, quote, UT's a butt and asked, where, quote, where LeBron at? While KD was walking into the hotel, a heckler also asked, also told Durant that he sucked, which prompted Durant to stop in his tracks and stare the person down before being lightly held back and, and ushered into the hotel. The, the quote, uh, Ute's butt comment was in reference to Durant's alma mater, mater the University of Texas. The, in Durant's one season at Texas, he was named the National College Player of the Year, and the Longhorns reached the second round of the NCAA tournament. On Wednesday, Durant was the standout star, scoring a game-high 43 points. None of his teammates scored more than 11. KD also made a clutch three-pointer with 49.8 seconds remaining to put Golden State ahead by six. The reigning NBA Finals MVP is in the running to win the award once again, and he will have a chance to help the Warriors sweep the Cavs in Game 4 on Friday. So that's that. I'm glad that KD didn't get into any trouble. Now, um, another NBA story, and one that has to do with Kevin Durant. Golden State Warriors superstar Kevin Durant said the reigning champions are focused on sweeping the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 4 of the 2018 NBA Finals on Friday night after uh, failing to clinch the title in the same situation last year. Durant told Mark J. Spears of the undefeated that the Dubs don't want to give the Cavs, who came back from 3-1 down to beat them in the 2016 Finals, any thoughts of another comeback. Quote, we don't want to play with the gods like that, Durant said after Wednesday's 110-102 win. We want to come out here and play our best game and just respect the game. Everybody has, has that mindset. I'm not worried about that. We want to come out, respect the game, and try to win this thing. Uh, so, I think they should. I don't think they should um, try to win at losing. You know, don't try their best and then go in back and win at Oracle. Now, uh, switching gears to soccer again. Former United States uh, women's national team goalkeeper Hope Solo said she doesn't support the country's bid to host the 2026 FIFA World Cup because of linger- lingering problems within U.S. soccer. Solo told the Associated Press in an, interv- in an interview released Thursday that the governing body of this sport in America has, quote, too many conflicts of interest that need to be addressed immediately. I can't say it should be awarded to Morocco, she said, but I don't think it should go to the United States. And that's hard to say. Morocco and a joint bid between the United States, Canada, and Mexico are the only... Uh, official proposals to host the 2026 World Cup ahead of next Wednesday's game. Uh, excuse me, next Wednesday's vote. Member nations can also choose, quote, none of the above if they feel the process should be reopened, according to the AP. Quote, hopefully FIFA can stand up and step in and say, if we're going to reward you, let's look at everything and point out where you can fix certain things. Solo said, the two-time Olympic gold medalist and 2015 World Cup champion added she recently visited Washington, D.C. for discussions with lawmakers about making sure U.S. soccer is, quote, run transparently, has integrity, and is an open and honest national governing body. In August of 2016, Solo called the Swedish women's team a, quote, bunch of cowards after it uh, beat the U.S. women's national team on penalties in the quarterfinals of the 2016 Summer Olympics. She received a six-month suspension and had her contract with with the national team terminated soon after that.
while the 36-year-old Washington State native hasn't returned to the national team, she ran for president of U.S. soccer in February's election. She came up well short, however, with just 1.4% of the vote on the final ballot. Carlos Cordero was chosen on the roll. Solo earned 202 caps for the United States before her dismissal. The U.S. is attempting to secure its second World Cup, uh, the U.S. previously hosted in 1994. So that's that. Now switching gears to the NFL. Um, Colin Kaepernick and his lawyers are reportedly expected to seek a, a sub subpoena of President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence to force him to testify in his collusion case against the NFL. According to Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, Kaepernick's team is attempting to, sh- uh, to show any potential influence the, the Trump administration had, had on Kaepernick's free agency. CNN's Joe Martin, citing a source familiar with the ongoing grievance process, later confirmed Robinson's report in an email provided to Bleacher Report. Kaepernick contends teams colluded to not sign him due to his protest against racial inequality and police brutality during the national anthem in the 2016 season. Per Robinson, Kaepernick's team has learned that some NFL owners had direct conversations with Trump regarding player protests during the anthem. The purpose of sub, um, subpoenaing Trump and Pence is to find if the Trump administration applied any pressure to NFL teams to avoid Kaepernick. Trump and Pence have both been vocal opponents of protesting during the anthem. Last year at a political rally in Alabama, Trump said, quote, wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now? Out, he's fired, he's fired. In October, Pence attempt- attended a game between the San Francisco 49ers and Indianapolis Colts, and he left early because he would, quote, not dignify any event that disrespects our soldiers, our flag, or our national anthem. Kaepernick was no longer with the Niners last season, but former teammate safety Eric Reed was among the players who protested. Reed is currently a free agent and has filed a grievance uh, of his own against the NFL. Per Robinson, Kaepernick's legal team must convince an arbitrator that testimony from Trump and Pence would be relevant in order to uh, subpoena them since the president and vice president stretch, quote, beyond the boundaries of the agreement between the NFL and the players' union. So that's that. I'm not going to give my take on this. Now switching gears to the NFL, or I should say another NFL story. The Cleveland Browns and running back Duke Johnson reportedly have agreed to a contract extension. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported the three-year deal is worth $15.6 million with a $5 million signing bonus. The move interest Johnson, who was set to enter the final year of his rookie contract, won't test free agency next spring. The Browns drafted uh, Johnson in the third round of the 2015 draft, 77th overall, and he instantly filled a void in their backfield as a pass-catching specialist. As a rookie, Johnson amassed 61 receptions for 534 yards and two touchdowns, while tack, while tack, uh, excuse me, while taking, um, uh, while taking on thir- 379 rushing yards. Uh, the trend held steady in 2016 before Johnson experienced something of a breakout last season, uh, operating heavily out of the slot. Appearing in all 16 games for the third straight year, the University of Miami product tallied a career-high 1,041 yards and, and seven touchdowns from scrimmage. Pittsburgh's Le'Veon Bell, New Orleans's Alvin Kamara, and Carolina's Christian McCaffrey were the only other running backs who totaled at least 1,000 scrimmages, scrimmages yards and 70 receptions last season, according to Pro Football Reference. Moving forward, though, it's, un- it's uh, fair to wonder if Johnson's usage will decline. For starters, the Browns bolstered their back- backfield by signing Carlos Hyde in free agency and drafting former Georgia Bulldozer Nick Chubb. On the offense, on the receiving front, Cleveland added slot um, Maven Jarvis Landry, who figures to tap into Just- uh, Johnson's target share, considering he's been targeted 570 times and logged 400 receptions over the past four seasons. In, in other words, the Browns' flurry of moves in, in personnel department could put a hard cap on Johnson's ceiling. That said, after selecting quarterback Baker Mayfield with the number one 
Browns may be looking to keep as many playmakers as they can to ease their price rookies' transition to the NFL. Johnson is the kind of game-breaking playmaker. New offensive coordinator Todd Haley should be intent on feeding in some form or another as the Browns try to climb out of the bottom of the AFC North. So I like the moves that the Browns uh, have been making. Now, uh, another NFL story. Uh, Former NFL wide receiver Terrell Owens announced on Thursday he will not attend the 2018 Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony on August 4th in Canton, Ohio. Adam Schefter of ESPN provided a statement from Owens, who was selected to the 2018 class alongside Bobby uh, Bethard, Robert Brazil, Brian Dawkins, Jerry Kramer, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, and Brian Urlacher. Uh, Terrell Owens said, quote, I am so grateful for all the support my family, friends, and, certain, and certainly my fans have shown me throughout my entire career at the, in the National Football League. When it was announced that I was going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the response received from my fans was overwhelming, and I, and I am truly humbled. I am honored to be included among the, this group of fellow uh, inducted individuals. While I am incredibly, incredibly appreciative of this opportunity, I have, made the, I have made the decision to publicly decline my invitation to attend the induction ceremony in Canton. I have already shared this information with the hall. After visiting Canton earlier this year, I've come to the, I've, I came to the realization that I wish to celebrate what will be one of the most memorable days of my life elsewhere. At a later date, I will announce where and when I will celebrate my induction. I would also like to thank the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and Bills and Bengals for the first for the time I was uh, granted with each organization. I'm thankful for the relationships uh, forged and the lessons learned while part of each team. I wish to congratulate all past, current, and future inductees. It is quite an honor to be such part to be part of such a lead company. This is something that that I will cherish forever. Hall of Fame President and CEO David Baker released a statement about the decision via Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk. Quote, we are disappointed but will respect Terrell's decision not to participate in the enshrinement, he said. While, under, while unprecedented, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the nearly 5,000 volunteers, and the entire community are committed to celebrating the excellence of the class of 2018 that will kick off the NFL's 99th season. Um... In March, Owen selected longtime NFL assistant George Stewart, who is, a, who is his receivers coach with the 49ers, as his presenter for the event. The 44-year-old Alabama native became disenchanted with the selection process after failing to reach the threshold for selection over the previous two years. Quote, I'm kind of over it, to be honest, Owens told WFAN in January, uh, days before the Hall of Fame announces induction. Owens finished his career with 1,078 receptions, with, which is 8th in NFL history, for 15,934 yards, 2nd with, with 153 touchdowns, 3rd across 15 seasons. He also earned 6 Pro Bowl selections and 5 first-team all pro nods. So, I, I don't really know what to think of this. I think he should be at the Hall of Fame, personally. Now, switching gears to uh, college football. Virginia Tech starting quarterback Josh Jackson is reportedly suspended as the school investigates a pending academic issue. Quote, as of right now, Josh is still a member of the Virginia Tech football team. Jackson's father, Fred, told Mike Barber of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, we'll know more in two days. It's too early to talk about this. Fred Jackson, Fred Jackson denied a report saying his son is no longer on the football team. Mike McDaniel of ESPN, uh, Black, Blacksburg reported news of the suspension. Jackson threw for 200 for 2,991 yards and 20 touchdowns against nine interceptions in 2017. He added 324 yards on the ground and was a major part of Virginia Tech's plan going into next season. His, his ascent as a freshman seemingly stabilized the, the Virginia Tech's QB position for at least the next two years. 
Quote, Josh has more than provided his, proved his ability to handle the toughness it takes and all that sort of stuff. It takes running the ball and all that kind of good stuff. I make no bones about it. I like Josh's competitiveness and look forward to getting them out there and going and, get, and, going and getting after it. Coach Justin Fuente said per Andy Brighter of the Roanoke Times. Um, so that's that. And it's unfortunate if uh, it's true. Now uh, switching gears to general sports news. Mm, it has to do with um, sports gambling and betting. The New Jersey Assembly and Senate unanimously approved bills to legalize sports betting at casinos and racetracks at, in the state, ESPN's David Purdom reported Thursday. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy needs, needs to sign off on the bill before they become law. Quote, Governor Murphy looks forward to closely re- reviewing the sports betting legislation that was recently passed by the legislature. Murphy's uh, press secretary, Dan Bryan, said the governor has long been supportive of New Jersey's right to allow sports betting, and he wants to ensure that the proposed regulatory scheme is fair and reasonable. The move by New Jersey's legislators comes after the... Uh, comes after the state successfully lobbied in front of the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a near nationwide ban on sports gambling. Delaware became the first state, besides Nevada, to legalize sports betting when Governor John uh, Carney placed a $10 bet on the Philadelphia Phillies to beat the Chicago Cubs on Tuesday night. The Phillies beat the Cubs 6-1 shortly thereafter. According to ESPN's uh, Ryan Rosenberg, three other states, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, have passed bills to legalize sports betting, but none of the three have made the, the, act, the activity officially legal. So that's that. Now switching gears to soccer, the World Cup specifically. Uh, something controversial. Uh, documentary footage obtained by the BBC showed a Kenyan referee who was set to officiate the 2018 World Cup accepting a $600 gift from a journalist who posed as, quote, an official of a top Kenyan football side. The referee in question, um, Adele Range Marwa, has resigned but denied he was guilty of any wrongdoing. Uh, BBC News Africa shared a preview of the documentary, which not only implicates Marwa, but also uh, Kwesi Niantaki, the Ghanaian Football Federation president and also member of the FIFA Council. And Niantaki is shown taking $65,000 from a reporter who claimed to be a businessman. Um, while the report does not specify if Marwa accepted the money for the purpose of fixing a, F- a World Cup match, FIFA's rules explicitly pro- prohibit any representative of the organization from receiving gifts or other improper benefits. According to the BBC, more than 100 other officials were caught in the sting uh, by the documentary's director, Anas um, Anas, and his team of investigative reporters. Uh, regarding Nianstaki, the BBC reported he was uh, brokering a sponsorship deal with the Ghanaian Soccer Federation. As part of the deal, as much as $4.5 million he, uh, as, as part of the deal, as much as $4.5 million could have been redirected to an account for a company Nianstaki owned rather than the Soccer Federation. Uh, so now... Um, switching gears back to the NBA Brian Colangelo is no longer the Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations the Sixers announced Colangelo agreed to resign Thursday in the aftermath of an extensive investigation detailing his alleged use of burner Twitter accounts to criticize his team's own players, coaches and coverage ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski first broke the news the law firm uh, hired to investigate the matter revealed Colangelo's wife, Barbara, admitted to establishing and operating the accounts, according to Chris Mannix of Yahoo Sports. Jerry Colangelo, Brian's father and a special advisor to the Sixers, reportedly, quote, tried to intervene on Brian's behalf, threatening to interfere with club relationships around the league, per Kyle Newbeck, a Philly voice. Colangelo released, released a statement on the investigation and decision to part ways. Quote, while I am grateful that the independent investigation conducted by the 76ers has confirmed that I had no knowledge of it or 
of or involvement in the Twitter uh, activity conducted by my wife. I vigorously dispute the allegation that my conduct was in any way reckless. At no point did I, did I ever purposely or directly share any sensitive, non-public, club-related information with her. Her actions were a seriously misguided effort to publicly defend and support me, and while I rec recognize how inappropriate these actions were, she acted independently and without my knowledge or consent. Further, the co content she shared was filed with the uh, inaccuracies and conjecture which in no way represent my own views or opinions. While this was obviously a mistake, we are, we are a family and we will work through this together. Although I am not directly responsible for the actions, I regret this incident occurred and understand that it, ha that it has become a distraction for the team. Therefore, the organization and, and I have mutually agreed to part ways. So that's that. Now uh, switching gears back to the NFL and uh, the Patriots, specifically Julian Edelman. New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is reportedly facing a four-game NFL suspension for a violation of the league's policy on performance-enhancing substances. Adam Schefter, VS Adam Schefter and Field Yates of ESPN reported the news Friday and noted the ban is in the is in the appeal process. Edelman missed the entire 2017 season. <laughs> after suffering a torn ACL during the preseason. The 32-year-old Kent State product said Tuesday that his rehab has been, quote, good, and said the recovery is, quote, one of those things where each step you take, you're prepared for that step. Quote, anytime you get, you get to go out and see the fellas, play with them, talk with them, be in the huddle and look at guys and participate in drills, that's what you play the game for. Ultimately, he told reporters, it was tough to watch it on the sidelines last year to come out there and do little things, strap on the helmet. It puts some perspective on how lucky you are to get to play the game. So that's that, and it's unfortunate if it's true that he did uh, take PEDs. Now switching gears back to the NBA, um, specifically about Kevin Durant once more. With the 2017-18 NBA season nearing its end and free agency soon to follow, there figures to be little drama involving Golden State Warriors superstar Kevin Durant this summer. According to ESPN's Rachel Nichols, Durant intends to resign with Golden State. Last summer, the NBA Finals MVP signed a 1 plus 1 deal with $25 million due in the first year. That was nearly $10 million below the max, a discount that helped the team keep a, keep a fellow Finals MVP, Andre Ugudala, in the Bay Area. Durant's unofficial comment to the Warriors is nothing new. He has gone on the record several times to express his desire to stay with the organization. He told the Athletics' Anthony Slater back in March that there was a 100% chance that he'd re-sign with, with Golden State. On Wednesday, the former NBA MVP once again let his intentions be known via USA Today's Sam Amick, although he acknowledged there are no guarantees when it comes to a business. Quote, yeah, yeah, I feel as though I am. Everything, the money and stuff that's got to the contract got to be worked out, but I plan on being here. I said that earlier this year. I didn't plan on anything else, but this is the NBA and anything can happen. And I know that anything can happen because I've been a part of this league for so long now. In that interview, the, the K, KD uh, re uh, revealed that losing to the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals would not have impacted his decision. Uh, so that's that. And, um, you know, it's pretty um, interesting. Now, uh, switch another NBA story that has to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, one Cleveland Cavaliers player believes the difference in this year's NBA Finals is the absence of Kyrie Irving. Per the Athletics, Jason Lloyd, an unnamed Cavs veteran, said he had, quote, no doubt they would be up 3-0 against the Golden State Warriors if Irving was still with the team. Uh, instead, the Cavs find themselves trailing Golden State 3-0 after Wednesday's 8-point loss. Lloyd added that a number of Cavs players believe that the Warriors are, quote, are vulnerable this year. Quote, whether it was the absence of Andre Iguodala or the con contentment of winning a championship last year, something seems different about this Golden State team, Lloyd wrote. Cleveland has been co uh, competitive in this series, so uh, that's that. And I don't know about Cleveland being up 3-0, if not 
uh, for Kyrie being not there, but, you know, we'll have to see. Now, another NBA story that has to do with the Warriors. Uh, the presence of swimman Trevor Ariza was one reason the Houston Rockets finished with the best record in the season and took the Warriors to seven games in the Western Conference Finals. But he could be joining forces with the enemy this off, this off season. Excuse me. ESPN.com's Chris Haynes appeared on the TK show with Tim Kawakami of The Athletic and discussed players who could look to take a pay cut to play alongside Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant on the Warriors as 2018-19 and mentioned Ariza as, quote, a name that I'm hearing. According to Spotrack, Ariza says to becoming an unrestricted free agent this offseason after playing in Houston on a four-year $32 million deal. Lending Ariza would not only be a boost for the Warriors, but it would remove one of the important pieces from the Western Conference uh, foe that could have knocked them out of the playoffs had Chris Paul not suffered a hamstring injury uh, you know, that sidelined him for Game 6 and Game 7. So that, this would be very interesting. I would not like to see Ariza go to Golden State, to a loaded Golden State team. Now another NBA story that has to do with another Texas team. Kawhi Leonard and head coach Greg Popovich will reportedly meet before June 21st's NBA draft per ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and it appears the lines of communication between the former Finals MVP and the San Antonio Spurs have already opened this offseason. According to Yahoo Sports' Shams Chernia, who appeared on Chris Mannix's podcast, Leonard interacted with Spurs staffers at the funeral service for Popovich's wife in April. Quote, Kawhi Leonard didn't necessarily go rogue despite all the reports. He was working out with San Antonio staffers during the season and now going into the summer. His rehab has continued. He's been around. He went to Greg Popovich's wife's uh, service shortly after the uh, season ended. People close to him, they made it clear that he was there. He, he interacted with Spurs' officials with staffers. So we all know uh, the situation and how bizarre it is. Now, um, switching gears to the NHL. We have a, the, the, 26, the 2018 Stanley Cup champion has been crowned. And it is the Washington Capitals. It took 43 seasons, but the Washington Capitals are finally Stanley Cup champions. Washington defeated the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3 in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final on Thursday at T-Mobile Arena, finishing its 4-1 series victory and earning the right to lift the fa- uh, fabled trophy for the first time in franchise history. The championship required a dramatic comeback as Devontae Smith-Pelly's third-period goal was the equalizer before Lars Eller scored the game-winner on a play that will forever be remembered in Washington's sports history. Uh, Andre Burkowski gathered a loose puck behind the net and found Brett Connolly, who fired a shot at Marc-Andre Fleury. The Vegas goaltender let it uh, leak through his pads, and Eller was waiting behind him to score on the wide-open net. Smith-Pelly and Eller played the role of um, final-period heroes, but only after uh, Jakub Vrana and Alex Ovechkin found the back of the net during a memorable second period that featured five total goals. It was appropriate Ovechkin scored in the title-clinching contest because one thing... Missing from his illustrations, a resume was a Stanley Cup. It also capped off a, a historic postseason um, since his 15 goals set a franchise record for a single playoffs. Uh, so congrats to the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin won the Conn Smythe. Now our last um, breaking news story, switching gears back to the NBA. We talked about how Trevor Reza can go to the Warriors, but now somebody is interested in going to the Houston Rockets. Los Angeles Clippers big man DeAndre Jordan reportedly wants to play for the Houston Rockets. Kelly uh, Ilko of USA Today's Rockets Wire reported the news during Jordan's Jordan quote has remained focused on the possibility of playing in his hometown of Houston. The report said Jordan told multiple Rockets players as, as much during the season. According to uh, Ilko, Jordan has even talked to several Houston players after the Rockets and Clippers' infamous locker room altercation following a January game and pointed to his quote frustration with Los Angeles and preference to play elsewhere. It wasn't long ago that the Clippers were Western Conference contenders, but they traded Blake Griffin to the Detroit Pistons during the season and Chris Paul to the Rockets prior to it. 
the move uh, the moves left Jordan as the sole remainder of the team's old big three, and his frustration came during a playoffless season. So this would be a very interesting if it happens. Now, um, covering the Los Angeles sports team, starting with the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, played the Pittsburgh Pirates today and, and won. The Dodgers won 8-7. to seven. So the Dodgers improved to 31-31, and 31, and the Pirates fall to 31-31. and 31. The Dodgers' next game is tomorrow at 7-10 p.m. Pacific, 10-10 p.m. Eastern against the Atlanta Braves as they return back home. And uh, now covering the Angels. Uh, the Angels uh, did not play today. Their next game is tomorrow at 5-10 p.m. Pacific. 8-10 p.m. Eastern against the Minnesota Twins as they uh, start a, a road trip. Uh, now taking a look at the, at the MLB standings. Starting with the NL West. The Dodgers are still tied for third with the Giants. For, um, and, the, and the Dodgers are, are um, one game behind the Rockies for second place and a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks for um, first place, the Angels in the AL West are three games ahead of the Athletics holding on a third place, three and a half games behind the Astros for first for second place, and four and a half games behind the Mariners for first place. Now covering the LA Galaxy. The Galaxy's next game is Saturday, June 9th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Real Salt Lake. And the LAFC's next game is Saturday, June 9th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against San Jose Earthquakes. Now covering the 2018 French Open and close out this episode. Um, starting with women's singles. Um, the, the 10 seed from the USA, Sloane Stevens, beat the 13 seed from the USA, Madison Keys, 6-4-6-4 to advance to the final. And world number one, Simona Halep, beat uh, number three, Gabri Muguruza from Spain, 6-1-6-4. Uh, now, there were... Um, the the men's match is finished. Uh, Del Potro ended up beating Chilich seven six five seven six three seven five, and Nadal beat Schwartzman four six six three six two six two. So they advanced to the semifinals. Now covering women's uh, doubles. There were uh, no matches today, actually, and uh, men's doubles there were. However, uh, the six seeds Herbert and Mahout from uh, France beat the eight seeds Paya from Austria and Mekdis from Croatia six three six four to advance to the finals. So that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys on the next one.